Hello everybody, welcome to the Reach Out podcast. Um, we're in today with Jonathan Lee, who's part of uh, the Reach team. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we do as Reach. Um, you'll probably see us everywhere at the minute, all over social media and, you know, out and about everywhere. But you might not know exactly what we do. So today's about us and about our team. Um, just before we get started, obviously Reach isn't a crisis team. So we need to make, make that point. If you are in crisis, um, please do call the crisis team on 642-860. You can call them 24 hours a day. Um, hopefully they will respond straight away. So let's crack on. Jonathan Lease, a.k.a. Jogger. Hello. Um, let's start by asking a little bit about you. Um, where are you from? Royal Ramsey. Yeah, you're known down there, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, what's your background? So, <clears throat> bit of a strange thing. Obviously, uh, I've known you since you were a kid through your father. You used to play football with your dad, and um, he's a legend in Ramsey. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, seen you and your brothers growing up battering each other day in, day <laughs> out at the games. And. Um, the reason why we both got back in touch really because we've always said hello had a point when you're in the same pub but uh, was your kind of post with Facebook and I wanted to offer you um, some help with some of the stuff that um, you probably weren't versed with so you know <clears throat> my day-to-day -day job is dealing with companies and trusts and um, knowing that you were setting up a charity um, I just thought I'd stand in the background and hopefully I could help you that way, but it didn't quite turn out that way because <laughs> you've got me doing lots of different things. But um, it's actually been one of the most rewarding things to be putting something genuinely back for no payment, for no other reason than doing the right thing. And I've spent most of my career climbing up the greasy pole um you know been very um uh, conscious of of uh, furthering my career <clears throat> but actually this has been the most rewarding um and actually coming across people i would never have come across mm. and understanding something i've always wanted to understand in terms of uh, mental health issues because i think there's always been a stigma attached to mental health um and having been um, uh, seen family members go go through it myself, when you're on the outside and you haven't had mental health issues, uh, it's really hard to understand. And um, you just think, oh, you know, snap out of it. Um, just get up, will you? You know, what's wrong with you? Just lighten up. You know, depression isn't like that. Depression isn't... I've had a bad day. Mm. Depression isn't, I've had a bad week. <clears throat> Depression is, could be forever. Mm. So, you know, bringing it back to the whole question of what you asked at the start, um, it's, I've, I've, what was the question? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was about me in terms of how we've ended up kind of uh, in the same room and on the <clears throat> podcast. But um, yeah, I grew up in, 
in uh, Ramsey from Seven before that in Laxey. Um, uh, always interested in sport and, and around sport. Um, and my dad's been, he used to play football and run as well. Um, so kind of that sport kind of teaches you a lot of life lessons to carry on. Um, and yeah, sport's been throughout my life really and thoroughly enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I've uh, l- worked all of my career in finance. Um, uh, there's not much option in the Isle of Man other than <laughs> finance, is there? Trade off finance, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, I've, I've done all my professional qualifications to clamber up that uh, greasy pole. and uh, But that's helped me acquire the skills that hopefully can help the charity go forward. Yeah. I rem- the first time we actually met and spoke about it, it was... We are in the court cafe, weren't we? You bought me lunch. I can't remember. Yeah, court cafe it was. And I knew straight away... Oh, after I offered you the a hand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We spoke about <clears throat> and obviously you said, I can maybe help you. And, and I didn't really know what you meant by that. And then, thank God, like we actually had that conversation because I thought I was starting a charity and got every everything sort of in place, but then didn't realise how hard it was actually going to be to start a charity. Opening a bank account is an absolute <clears throat> nightmare. Well, yeah, yeah. Even, even, even down to that. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, don't, I think I think you came at the perfect time where we were, we were going out there, but we weren't out there. Yeah. <clears throat> and we needed a hand to get out there, hmm. which is where <clears throat> you and some of the other team came in and really pushed us to the next level. I think. Hmm. And continue I, to. And you know, Erica, Erica Bellhouse, she got involved at probably a bit before me or a bit after. Yeah, a bit before you was. Um, and she's doing it for her own reasons. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've got totally different skill sets. And, and now we've de- expanded the team. We've got uh, uh, Debbie Gordon and Danny Kane and Lindsay Christian, as I knew her. Is she married now? Lindsay I think Linford. it's Lindsay Linford. Yeah. Um, and and even ran the periphery, uh, uh, helping with kind of governmenty stuff was Tanya. August Hansen and and David Cretney. So, you know, there's been a lot of people had a hand in this and and even, you know, the oodles of people who seem to be keen to uh, uh, raise money for us because I think there's a a misconception that that we're this big singing and dancing charity when actually it's a collection of individuals who are wanting to do the right thing. Um, uh, And... Um, effectively back you up, you know. Um, I think most of the people are happy to be in the background um, for you to do what you can do. Yeah, and that, and that is the great thing because you know when you when you set out to start something like this, you think, you know what I was like. I want I wanted it done yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I? work like that. No, I I, I found yeah. out very fast. You were wanting to run before we could even walk. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to create this big massive idea and help the world but it was never ever going to happen and I, f- I found out quite quickly and I think the great thing about what we've done so far over this past I think we're a year old soon you know yeah it's second, it April? second of April yeah. yeah so over this obviously over the past year we've we've sort of let it organically grow yeah and and it's becoming like a household name over here which is unbelievable like 
mm. it's, it's a massively proud moment for me especially I, and probably for you as well it, to see it spoken about in a way that it is shows that we've done a good job so far yeah i think you've got to be careful not to sell yourself out for the for, for the dollar um i don't know what that means <laughs> i'm not a finance jogger no, no. You've, you've got to be true to yourself using a bit of a hippie term um and you can't um be all things to all men um and you you're right we have grown organically and perhaps slower than than you wanted but we're getting there and with the addition of new members we can hopefully take it to the next level but it's what we call in management terms an emerging strategy which is where you make it up on the hoof uh, i like that i like that <laughs> i want to use that it's an emerging strategy is the words you've got to use right okay i'm going to use that one definitely <laughs> but it is though and you, you you're right i just think it's great that we have we haven't like we haven't actually done any fundraising ourselves so far no we have we haven't pushed out and done that we people have sort of given us the the tools to be able to go out and put reach out there and, and help people straight away without us having to go and fundraise first to be able to fund us going out and doing it so you know we can't thank the public enough literally for for what they've given us so far to be able to go out and do this yeah it's been incredible because it could have taken us months to be able to you know, fund being able to get out all the time and, and do this kind of thing. Yep. Can I go off on a complete tangent? You please do. <laughs> I was in the pub last night uh, watching Liverpool and uh, there was beer mats in there with mm. um, uh, mental health, men, men's mental health talk about it or something like that. Have you seen it? Yeah. Is that just, is that the guy from Quids Inn? Yeah. Yeah. That's Andy Saunders. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, um, and and I know like everyone knows, excessive alcohol and, and depression don't go to or or any mental health issues go together. Um, but you know, if 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 it takes two points for someone to talk about stuff like that, that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, but it's it, it is a difficult marriage, isn't it? Alcohol and yeah, it is. But you, you <clears> also <throat> have to understand that you know a lot of people don't play sports and stuff on the other man so a lot of people go to watch the football or they'll go to to see their friends at the pub mm. and excessive alcohol is bad for your mental health that that goes without saying but there's nothing wrong in going to a pub and seeing your friends it's a great place to meet well, and it's a great place to speak i think it's it's uh it's probably better to go to a pub where no one knows no one knows you and just talk to a randomer because they won't judge you, and well, even if they do judge you, you won't see them again. Yeah, <laughs> just have you, a good is this, yawn. And is this you talking? This is me giving drunk? advice. <laughs> <laughs> is this you on a night out? <laughs> well, like, on the night out, I am such a. I do speak to randomers. Kate doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no, no, I just speak to randomers because everyone's got a great story. Everyone's yeah. got one good story, haven't they? Yeah. Where they've been, where they're going, what they're doing. But not everyone's like you though. You're very, you're very like that. You always have been. You've been the. Let's talk about your football days. You were the. How do you put it? Gregarious. I, well, if you if if, that's a big word, jogger. Come on. If you <laughs> if you think of, in Premier League terms, Roy Keane, he'd be the one that'd get under everyone's skin. He'd put. Yeah, but he was a good player. He was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad example. <laughs> no, he's uh, he, he. I'd be the Joey Barton. Yeah. He, oh. <laughs> That's it. That's the one, Joey Barton. I've never thought of that. Yeah, you would be. You'd you'd be the one that would wind I don't everyone smoke up. Cigars. You'd wind everyone up, and you'd 
you know, you'd push them into the limit. So you're, you're, even when you're out though, you're, you're a joker. Mm. Like you're, you're like that. But not everyone's like that. Yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> I love asking questions because <clears throat> when you ask questions, you find out lots of interesting things, uh, and. And also, it's because I don't know my own mind most of the time. Mm. You know, on, I don't know, if you speak about coronavirus, because that's relevant at the moment, or whatever it may be, everyone's got a different opinion of it. I'm, I like to hear extremes of arguments, and I also like to counter your argument. So whatever your argument may be, if it's one end of the spectrum to the other, um, I love... Um, uh, just countering that just to enjoy the finding what the the truth if there is even the truth is but i've gone off on a complete tangent no, no, here. It, i can no, see you just, glazing over no no absolutely not you, <laughs> you've just proved my point you just argue you're just an argumentative person <laughs> on a football pitch or not yeah well <laughs> it's probably con- contrarian right well, we're gonna, i'm gonna stop this podcast in a minute if you keep going with them big words <laughs> yeah i wasn't that educated um you're an educated fool with money on your mind. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, so this is, yeah, as you can see, this is this is Jogger, as they call him. You, you probably won't see him out and about with with me because he you know, he does all this stuff in the background with the rest of the team. But yeah, he's a massive part. And, and obviously, please do go and, go and chat to him if you, if you want to know more about it. If you see him about, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will do. Yeah, there's been, do you know, it, just people knowing that I'm in, involved has opened a load, of, a load of conversations that I would never have had. Mm. Um, and, you know, if if all we're doing is raising conversations, starting conversations, that's got to be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm very conscious that we could be accused of being in a fashionable area. Oh, you're just a fashionable charity. Everyone's into mental health at the moment. But actually... Um, uh, we starting conversations talk about talking about it is one of the most important things. That's the first step, isn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, there's like there's a, a a massive road you can go down here where you know you sadly have been dealing with people that kind of lost, yeah. really lost yeah. it, lost and and fallen between the cracks um, of our our health. Um, <clears throat> service so we're um, we're um, yeah, we, yeah we deal with so that's why I say at the start of these podcasts you know we're not a crisis team yeah, because yeah. we do deal with that a lot um, and that's what you didn't set out to do this no did not you, to, you no. didn't set out to um, to be a crisis to team. be a crisis team no, I'm, um, I'm not qualified yeah I'm not qualified enough to be dealing with a crisis like that yeah that you need a professional if you are at crisis point. Yeah. You should deal with a professional, and that that goes without saying. Mm. Um, we we do a complete different different job, but I understand that the, the public and when somebody is in crisis and if they, they can't help them. yeah if they can't get the help from where they need to get the help from, then they're gonna reach out to us, mm. and I can help them as much as possible. I can point them in the, in the, the right direction or in a different direction if they haven't already been down that that route. But as far as dealing with actual crisis, yeah, it's a that's a that's a really tough thing to do. Yeah, and I've I I commend the people that do do deal with it. But hopefully we can 
you know we're looking at getting more training i know i'm i'm definitely looking at a lot more training so that maybe i can help a little bit more in that yeah yeah and that uh, you know putting we're working on putting corporate packages together for mm. for people to to effectively bag something up for them to say what can i buy you know yeah here's if you want to buy uh 10 people to go through for mental health first aiders we can do that um we're just trying to come up with with something like that aren't we yeah i, I think it, it's <clears> good that we've we've given it the time we've let it grow and and now we can go to corporate yeah. places and businesses and say look this is us this is what we've this is what we're doing this is what we've done you know we need help financially because every charity does every charity yeah. will need financial help uh, we just haven't gone down that route yet because the public have been so unbelievably you know great with us yeah that we we haven't sort of had to look down that route i'm gonna ask you a question do it are you ready for this <laughs> you've been in myself. you've been in finance a, a long time sorry i'm looking out the window because we're up in manx radio here and it's a gorgeous view sun's gone down and there's twinkling lights there it makes me think douglas isn't so bad after all Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's be the last time you're here. <clears throat> um, where does our money go? Where does Reach's money go at the minute? So, believe it or not, we we haven't got much of a balance on our bank account. Um, uh, not after that tax bill. No. Yeah, that hurts. Um, we we effectively pay Adam a very modest wage to be able to do what he does on a week to week basis and. And actually, it's probably worth, like chucking a question back at you. What do you do on a week-to-week basis? I know. But um, uh, there's kind of a lot of different things and different avenues. So dealing with, uh, when I say kids, they're probably young adults at mm. grammar, uh, Ramsey Grammar, and um, and lots of other stuff, whether that's uh, social media posts, because some people just like to text you, don't they, or mm-hmm. um, or message you on Facebook or whatever. Uh, you know, yes, um, the a proportion of it goes towards your salary, but uh, nobody else has paid, no one's paid expenses. So um, uh, Erica keeps keeps us on the straight and narrow as a qualified accountant, um, and <coughs> we're both signatories on the on the bank account. But um, so uh, yeah, we we're not funded that much. We we've got big hopes, haven't we? We'd love to, we'd love to rule the world. Um, yeah. And we've got some lovely plans and great big plans. You know, I call them BHAGs, big, big hairy ass goals. Uh, you know that we're gonna work through with uh, your man Les from NK. Uh, NK, who's been really yeah, fantastic been... with us. Mm-hmm. He lets us have his meeting room every uh, meeting that we have, um, and. Uh, um, he's got he's got all the signs up around the sites yeah. and stuff as well, you and know, on the back of the yeah. hive is because you know one of the things I'm I'm learning through my day job. Uh, I kind of um, took it upon myself to be a social media guy for for my day job, um, and um, <clears throat> I've also got a sideline, um, also doing social media on that. So I'm learning as I go here. Then Reach came along. So all of the skills I've learned through those other businesses um, uh, reach benefits from. So, you know, I was round at Peel at the breakwater 
walk past an NK construction site and there you go, a sign on the site saying reach our man, you know, that's absolutely great coverage and it's also fantastic in what is a male-oriented business and you know that alpha male, mm-hmm. I d- don't talk about mental health, yeah. um, so um, it's particularly important in, in those kind of industries where I'd imagine if you came out and go, do you know what, I'm feeling a bit fragile or I'm going to see the doctor about, you know, I've been feeling down for a long period, whatever it may be, um, that's a great way as a business, isn't it, to show your support um, for the health of your um, staff, um, mm. especially in the, the likes of building. But you go, you've gone around a lot of these companies, haven't you? And, yeah. And talked about what you've done, how you've, um, uh, I was going to say come out the other side, but I'm not quite sure you ever come out the other side. You just come out different, don't you? Yeah. Um, uh, richer. Um, yeah, definitely. Ri- richer for experiences. Certainly not richer for money. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm trying to ramp up Rich's LinkedIn thing, you know, for the corporate side. Yeah. You do the Facebook on a day-to-day. Um, and you post a lot of stuff on there. And and even, was it last week you were up at the college? UCM? Yeah, Friday, yeah. I've had 20 conversations since then about yeah. that. People speaking to me about that. Because I didn't know, a lot of people knew that I was involved with Reach because I'm behind you, you know, I'm happy to be there. That sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it, to be behind you? No, carry on. <laughs> I should grow up. I should grow up. I'm 40 in July. Come on. Um, so, you know, that social media thing is a big big part of it now. Yeah. And, and, you know, what demographic are we talking to after all? We're talking to kids from 20 to 40, under 40-year-olds, 40 generally speaking, maybe under yeah. 45. Mm-hmm who are in that higher risk bracket of um, um, su- uh, suicide. Um, you know, they're the people who, who are at the highest risk and male, you know, what is it? 75, the stat 75% of suicides are, are, are males um, compared to 25% f- female. So we're in a, um, we're in a strange uh, uh, part of, our evolution as humans, aren't we? Where our biggest danger isn't taking drugs or opioids or um, is it opioids or opioids? Op- opioids, opioids. Yeah. Um, crashing in your car, drink driving home, none of that. It's about taking our own life because we're not. <clears throat> it, um, yeah, actually, mental health illnesses equate to almost half of all illness within people under the age of sixty-five. Really? Yeah. And you think of all of the illnesses that you've got, you know, that you kill illnesses. Mm. That's incredible. That stat blows my mind every time. <clears throat> every time I I bring that up on the laptop, and or I, or I'm in a business and I'm, you know, on PowerPoint, that blows my mind. That's that. What What worries me even more? I'm going down a rabbit hole here. I can feel it, but uh, um, I'll chase you down. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, is you know pharmaceuticals you know large pharma i don't necessarily think they ever want to cure anything they're in it for the profit you know? a, you've jumped down a big rabbit i can't catch you now <laughs> <laughs> i got i'm gonna have to get the dogs well, out if, if that's a big one did you watch the pharmacist like i told you on netflix no so that that shows you how they're bothered about profit over you, over you actually caring it. 
you can see it you can you can massively see it like the, that's why i think so many people are against cbd oil that kind of thing because it has so many natural benefits mm. but obviously if you go down that route that means you know you might come off your antidepressants to go on it or you might come off yeah. some something else <clears throat> you know for back pain to go on it which mm. means the the big farmer are gonna you know see a decline so i I I 100% agree with that, but that's a conversation that we're definitely not having right <laughs> no. now because that will go on forever. No. We <coughs> might we might be sponsored by one of the big companies tomorrow, and we <laughs> might be swallowing our words. Don't, this, if that happens, this will not be going out. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'll um I'll give you a little insight yeah. on what I do uh, weekly. So obviously, yes. this is my full time job now, which is yeah. incredible. Um, to be able to even do this as a full time job is is incredible, and the and, most and where you came from, you know, in terms of your mental health. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I well, I never see myself doing anything like this at, at that point. But but yeah, day to day. What um, did you see yourself doing? I didn't really see anything, to be honest. You were in a black hole. Yeah, didn't really see. I didn't see myself getting back into sport, playing football. Didn't see myself actually being able to have a relationship with Grayson properly because at, at that point I was scared. Yeah, I just I couldn't be around him because I I was thinking if I have a panic attack in front of an eight year old, what I was teaching him how to dial nine nine nine. And it was mm. it was a horrible thing to have to do, and a, a great thing, obviously, because he he knows what what how to do it. But to be doing that with with your eight year old son, it's it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, so I, I just couldn't really spend much time with him. So I couldn't really see much out of the end of it. I I, I thought my time at B and B was over just because I didn't know what this was what this was about and how this how this came about, and I, I just blamed it on my job for for you know for a while because I I didn't know what else it could be. But it was probably a culmination of a lot of things, mm. whether it be um, in and around relationships, uh, my mum not being well, really negative environment, obviously, to be in. Sorry, can you hear my my throat? Yeah. Making, I've just drunk some water, I apologise. It was getting deep there. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, being around it, quite a negative home. And the job, I, I didn't really know what I was doing in my job. It was, I was in and out of different roles. Mm. I'd, and the the atmosphere had changed a little bit and yeah I just think uh, there was a lot going on at that time and I think sometimes it's a bit like a computer sometimes they overheat and they need they need to switch off it's a need, good analogy they need rebooting and they need stripping down sometimes you need that, that, that's how I that's how I see it because I, I know I had to strip my life back to get back to where I am or to get to where I am now I stripped my whole life back to a point of the way I was eating what I was drinking, how I was sleeping, how I was spending my time, that kind of thing. I completely changed everything. So I'm a very different person to to who I was, I think. Mm. I was, I don't know, it, it's hard to, if you know me, then you'll probably understand. Can I ask a really, and it'll come across really judgmental. <clears throat> yeah. Were you quite immature then? Because you've certainly grown up from what I yeah. saw in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I think, yeah. I used to, you know, mess about a lot in, in work, maybe, and I don't think there was ever a point where I sort of, listen, I, I think I had to grow up when I was quite young, when I had Grayson. Yeah, I had him at 18, so I missed yeah. out on a lot of, of going on lads' holidays, yeah. that kind of thing, so I maybe made up for it. Later in life. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> when maybe. he was grown up, yeah. Exactly, and maybe I was a bit immature, and I don't know, in my in my relationships and things like that with... with females maybe i was immature maybe maybe i wasn't a very nice guy to to be around you know i treated people in the wrong way probably i think this has taught me a lot of lessons to be fair 
And I think now, coming out to where I am now, I know how to treat people properly now. I know mm. how people should be treated. I know I value respect now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It really stripped everything back. But it also makes you makes you very aware of what's negative in your life and what what you don't need there really. Do you know it's not just negative. I think there's so much noise in life. You know whether that's social media or it's just the crap. Do you know <clears throat> I did um I did a course a few years ago and uh it was about um what kind of role you fulfill do do you actually produce anything you know someone in finance as an example do you produce anything all i do is repackage information so they termed me an information handler do you know how depressing that is i can imagine <laughs> all i do is manage information yeah i don't produce anything i don't i don't produce a, a wooden structure or a, i don't build a house at the end of what i do yeah i mean my dad would probably arguably say I just shuffle papers all day and have meetings. Um, That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, uh, the amount of information that a standard 30-year-old gets in a day, he wakes up, he has a look at his phone, has he got any texts, any WhatsApps, he looks at Facebook, a bit of Insta, he hasn't even got out of bed. Yeah. And he's getting a fix on social media. So he's not even, he's not even woken up into no. real life yet? No. Still in, he's still in a, a bit like a dream world. Then there'll be news features, which at the moment is coronavirus. God, there's someone else died. Another country's been infected. Ireland has shut down their mm -hmm. schools tomorrow. You know, you haven't even had your breakfast yet. Yeah. Um, you haven't even had a pee. You know, the first thing you should do, get up and have a pee. Yeah. Um, then, and I, I'm picking on me because I know what I do. <clears throat> then it's... Uh, Breakfast, more information, reading a newspaper, reading the phone, news in the background. Then at work all day, you've got uh, information coming out of your ears. You've got this meeting. You've got to prepare for that meeting, whatever it may be. It's all information. And a bit like using your computer analogy, is it information overload? And you just go, shut down, you know, reboot. It's like your ads. When you get an ad or you get too many ads on your, on your laptop, it starts to freeze, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. That's it. You get all this information that you you probably don't need. Yeah, yeah. And I I think little shout out to to Mike Uly, um, mindful man. I yeah. think that's where he really helps people because he sort of makes you realise what is key and how to ground yourself, mm. how to not listen to all that noise. I haven't listened to him yet, but oh, I've heard brilliant. I've heard so many people speak in high regard of him. Um, and I need to set some time aside because. Again, another thing I've learned from this whole process, being involved in the charity, is bloody love a podcast now. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and again, like the M word, you know, Martin Hall. Yeah, and I've just mate. done one with him. Oh, have you? Yeah, so, yeah just completed it. I love what he's doing. Unbelievable. I, and it, do you know, I, I spoke to him, I said, why are you doing it? He says, because I love it. Yeah, and you can see that when you do the yeah, podcast yeah. with him, he really does love it. Yeah, um, and I don't think... I don't know why he set out to do it, whether it was a sports slant or a psychology slant or a mental health, but he seems to have ticked all three of those boxes. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I don't think he set out to, to do that stuff. Because, again, I'll share a bit of his stuff on our LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Um, I share a lot of it. I think they're brilliant, what, what they're doing yeah. there. They've got a great setup as well. Yeah. He's, um, I, do you know, one thing he said to me at the end of, we only did this a couple of days before this one, <clears> by the way. And uh, one of the things he said to me is, at the end, 
I love doing this because I learned so much about other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, yeah. Th- you, you know, you think he does. I want to do what he does, but I wouldn't do it as well. You know, because yeah, you want to, you want to know all about them, what they do, why they do it. It's like having the conversation <clears throat> in the pub, though, isn't it? It's like having that yeah. conversation and, and getting really getting to know someone, but yeah. not just saying, "How are you today?" Oh yeah, I'm fine. How was football? Yeah, great. And that's the end of the conversation. No, no, he, mm. he you get a really good connection with someone that's doing a podcast because you're you're telling them about your whole life, mm. like you're bearing all. Yeah, yeah. And, and he he and, gets to see all of that. And having been in here, there's absolutely no one here. It's ten to seven on a <laughs> what night is it? Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday night. There's no one in here. It just feels like we're down the pub having a chat. Yes, yeah, you were nervous <laughs> at the start. I was. That's I why could, I'm sweating. I could see you panning. <laughs> I've never seen you nervous. Might get you nervous more often. Yeah, yeah, it's worrying. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Let's go back. Let's go way back. We got sorry. off on a bit of a tangent. Yeah, there. yeah. So yeah, my day today. Um, I do this full time. So, um, I set aside a Wednesday so that I I'm I'm in Ramsey Grammar School. Love that. Literally love that. And they've been great in terms of Unreal. embracing it. You know, yeah. I, I think a lot of schools have just ignored it. You know, is it called pastoral care? Yeah. Because I know my sister's a teacher over in Liverpool, and um, I didn't realise, and obviously Liverpool's a slightly right. different demographic, but yeah. but she's from a faith school, so it's a bit better but than than a normal Liverpool school, I mean. But, like, even things like kids turning up without food. She'd, yeah. put, she'd have food in her top truck. She'd notice that little Johnny, whoever he is, is, is starving, or his teachers, because she's a form tutor, so it's like... Little Johnny isn't concentrating in in double English because he's freaking starving. Do you know what I mean? And she leaves food in the top drawer for him and just doesn't make a big thing of it. Listen, if you want food, it's always there. Yeah. That's out of her pocket. This isn't out of school's pockets. Yeah. And we're setting, you know, my old man says this funny thing. He says, uh, uh, you need a license for a dog boy. You don't need a license to have kids, do you? (laughs) Hey, so... You know, you, there's at least a, a hurdle that you have to get through. You have to fill out a form for a dog license for a start. You don't fill out a form to have children, do you? And, you know, you're setting children up to fail. Yeah. If you ca- can't do the basics right, yeah. feed yeah. them, 100%. get them to bed at a decent time, you know, get them out in the fresh air, all of that good stuff that you I know you talk about. But anyway, sorry, taking you, I took no. you off on a complete tangent Listen, there, going back po- to the This grammar. is what a podcast is for. Like, we can have an open conversation so it can go off that way. Um yeah, but I want to I want to make a little shout out to uh, Josie Corrin up there. Mm. Um, she's she runs like the the SS and S side of it, so student services side of it. S S and S student services and God, I should know that. <laughs> anyway, SS and S pastoral care that kind that side right. of it, <clears throat> and they do that as well. Yeah, Ramsey Grammar. Oh, do they? So they'll make they'll make the children toast if if they have not had breakfast that kind of thing, which is unbelievable. Like, it's so I, nice to see. I live in my little middle-class bubble, right? And I don't see any of this. And, oh, um, it's incredible. And, and I get my eyes opened by, I know, people who are in the police, uh, people in the care profession, people who are teachers, and they tell me about this, and I go, no, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Yeah. But I've, I'm, I've got to believe it, because they're friends and family yeah. and whatever. It must go on if oh, they no, say I, it goes on. Trust me, it happens. Like yeah. that. I, I see the amount of care that they give the kids at Ramsey Grammar, and it is inc- I can't wait for Grayson to go there. I really can't. Is he going to be a Ramsey yeah, boy? He's, yeah, he's, unfortunately. Yeah. Hey, boy. Yeah, but I can't wait for him to go there just because <clears> of it. I think they are way ahead 
of everybody else over here school wise mm. they have so much care for the kids mm. you know they have all different charities going in there so they'll have us they'll have motivate so for motivate do like is that alcohol and addiction alcohol addiction yeah yeah gaming and gambling which is a big one at the minute big yes yeah, and huge for kids as well but um <clears throat> yeah so they've 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 you know josie got in touch with us and and said we come in and do a an assembly i said yeah of course so i you know i went in and we had a really good connection with josie <clears throat> and she said you know how do you feel about maybe doing this with the kids and i was like yeah i could come in on a wednesday and sit down with them and talk or just talk in an just, open forum just yeah just a what, one on, a just on a one, no one no one-on-one on one. just do it in a one-on-one basis so the door's always open yeah josie lets me use her office actually i kick her out she goes wandering around i don't know what she's doing actually <laughs> <laughs> hope she doesn't listen oh, to this so do I. I don't know josie i know her husband graham yeah well great guy as well um, good footballer in his day not as good as his old man but Who's my, his old man or my old yeah, man? His old man, sharpest oh. elbows in the world, Johnny Curran. Oh, in the he? neck. Yeah. Took a few digs in. Kids v teachers. Even in his bloody 70s, he was all over. He was a ledge. Anyway, I'm asking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she said, you know, <clears throat> how'd you feel about doing this? And I, I thought it was a great opportunity to, to get to younger people earlier to see if we can help. So what age demographic was she talking about? Obviously from year seven oh, right, straight up to when 12, they leave. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, thirteen. Um and it's just been unbelievable. Mm. Like the amount of satisfaction you get from from seeing them, you know, a little bit happy and when they when they leave. When they leave the room. Yeah, yeah. They come in and you know, they can be quite upset. And not all of them are struggling with mental health problems. Yeah. Some of them just want a little bit of advice every now and again. And you're not a teacher. And I'm not a teacher. And I know how to, you know. Well, you're young enough to interact with them. Exactly. I've got a 10-year-old son, so, I, you know, I know how to interact with younger people. I coach their football as well, so I'm I'm around that anyway. How old are you now? I'm 28. Your hairline says something different. Shut up. You haven't got any hair. Um, <laughs> I'm accepting of it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it, it it's really great to be to be in and around there. And, I you know, I get so much from it. And the, we're getting more and more kids coming in, which is great. Now they're seeing me on the corridors, and I have great relationships up there with the teachers. They've they've been so. I suppose it's a free resource for them as well. Yeah, if of you course. think about it, you yeah. know, they've got lessons to plan. Yeah, they've got you know clubs to do, even though they're not paid for clubs. Um, they have hundreds well, of students uh, like, to deal with. It's it's emotionally draining, and I know. Again, when I speak to my sister, she's emotionally drained. At, like at the period end. I give it all this stick about, you know, being on holiday all the frigging yeah. time, finishing yeah. at four o'clock or whatever. But she does something more meaningful than, than me. Um, and it's emotional. It is emotionally drained. She, she cares. And I think 99% of teachers care about yeah. all of the kids in their care. Yeah. You know, I, I know. I wonder what he's doing. Is he going home to like not being fed or whatever it may be? They, they do care. Yeah, you don't get in that from you don't get in that profession for money. That's for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But maybe the quid pro quo is here. At least you get some decent holidays. Yeah, <clears throat> and obviously Annette Baker's up up at Ramsey. She's the head now, and she taught me German in in school. So yeah, I have a great relationship with her. And you know, I found out a little bit about obviously the, this whole striking thing that is going on. I didn't really understand it that teachers are looking to strike because of 
pay and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, when you actually look at it, they they are not getting what they deserve at all. Like they by the by the way, they're doing these lunch times and stuff like that free of charge. Yeah, out, yeah. Out they, of their own time. They're not getting paid for that. And that's why they went to work into rules. So they worked to their contract and the contract says you must work blah to blah. Yeah. But because they care about the kids, they want them to succeed in their GCSEs. They give them extra lessons. They yeah. sit through their lunch or they're in 100%. at 8 a.m. to say, listen, kids, I'm going to be here if you need help to get to where you need to get to. I mean, yeah. I mean, it happened when I was at school. And I think, God, I'm getting on my pedestal now talking about education. But <clears throat> when, uh, you know, we don't have it in, in the Isle of Man, but in the UK, this kind of testing of um standards across the board and then it's emerged into um a bias towards maths uh, english and maths so these are these league tables why there's got to be other measures you should it shouldn't there's people out there and you'll have had them in your year i had them in my year at school they're not academics and i had to have this i'm one of them right okay so they're not academics. I'm you not. can't judge them by an English or a maths yeah. result. And they shouldn't be. They should be as rounded humans, individuals who leave at 16 or 17 or 18 or whatever it is nowadays, uh, to be good humans and be happy humans, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be part of society um, and enjoy themselves because we only get one shot at this, I think. I'm yeah, not quite well, sure. That's yeah, a different that, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I am... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, commend what they do at Ramsey, mm. and especially the teachers. And you know, I I respect everything they do up there because they work so hard. They go, f- they they sit and have their lunch with the kids. Mm. You know, the kids that don't want to. Oh, do they? Yeah, with the kids that don't want to be in the big, the big hall that you know get maybe are really anxious. They'll they'll take them aside and they will sit in their own rooms with them, so they don't get a lunch hour. They don't they don't get a break. So many of them do that, and it, it's like, wow, you, you really do go out of your way. And But they, they, I, I've seen it firsthand. They they effectively parent those kids whilst yeah, they're there. Yeah. And um, I, never, I, I never looked at it like that. And sometimes they do it to the detriment of their own children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Ironic, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> they've got their own children, and they're spending more time yeah. with, with kids at school because they've got more problems. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I see it every Wednesday night. I love it because I had a teacher in school because I wasn't academic I had a teacher in school because I was a bit naughty and you know a bit of a an idiot a bit of a class clown because I couldn't concentrate I yeah, didn't want so to do it I was that guy I'd, I'd, I'd have sold my granny down the river for a laugh <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a I had a teacher called Donna Kearney and um, Bernard De Beer at Balakameen and uh, yeah I seen what they did for me and I just didn't really appreciate it, I don't think. And now I see it from a different view when I'm sitting back and I see how much help they really put in. I'm mm. like, wow. And, you know, you get some parents that, that ring up the school saying, you know, you haven't done this for my child and you haven't done that for my child. And you think, give these people a break. Like, I, I you don't realise what they are actually doing for your child. I hear that all the time. I hear you did this. I hear you did that. Yeah. Give them a break. Yeah. One of the, the older that I get, the more I realise seek to understand first see what the real don't assume your child is right all the Mm. time for a start there's always three sides to a story your side my side and the truth you said that to me before like that yeah so seek to understand listen your little johnny ain't 
as sweetness and light all of the time that you think he is at home. He isn't. He just simply isn't. So surely you should be working as a team with the teachers to say, how do I help you? How do you help me? And we'll, together we'll work it out. Mm. Whereas, oh, it's bloody, it's the teacher's fault. Did little Johnny go to bed on time last night? Yeah. Now he was playing on his PlayStation yeah. till 10 o'clock. And now he's tired today and the teacher's got to deal with it. Yes, you've got him out the door with his teeth clean and, you know, a bit of uh, spit polish of his face. You know, like your mother used to do, yeah. pull a hanky out of her sleeve and <laughs> here you go, boy, get that in you. <laughs> oh, thanks, mum. Uh, she used to do it even though there was nothing on me. My nan used to do it. <laughs> yeah, Just lick me like a mother dog. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know, shouldn't we all be in this together? I wish. It, I, I really wish that parents could could see it, and mm. I don't think teachers get talked about. That's why I'm using this platform to commend them because I see how much crap you know, crap they get, and I, and I I see what they're going to the government about, and and Annette Baker is is trying to, you know, they're not asking for a lot. This is the thing; they're not asking for a lot. They're asking for what they deserve. They've had under inflation ten pay rises for ten years. Yeah, that's incredible. That is a lot. And and bearing in mind, they are <clears throat> like I say, they're doing their lunch times for free. They could mm. go off campus at, at lunchtime. They should have an hour to go and have lunch wherever they like, mm. because yeah, they're not yeah. getting paid for that. What about their mental health? <laughs> exactly. Getting away from the, the the grind, getting away from the kids, getting away from your day to day. Actually, on that. Um, Josie and her team, I think there were maybe 20 of them, they funded to get themselves mental health first trained themselves. Out of their own pocket? Out of their own pocket. I've heard of that stuff before. See, they're investing in themselves, aren't they? Yeah, but they're doing it as a school. Like, surely the government could maybe, you know. Yeah. I just think that was that, that blew me away when, when she said that it was out of their own pocket because I didn't realise. I was like, wow. Was it in their own time? Yeah. Saturdays. Oh my god! I know. <clears throat> like, I, yeah. So, hats off to you, Ramsey. If you if you do ever listen, we're going to do a podcast, by the way, in the next couple of weeks with um, a couple of sixth form students, oh, okay. Ramsey and Josie. Yeah. So that we can just get their view on how it is growing up as a teenager and mm. and what the struggles is like in school and pressures that kind of thing of being a younger adult. Be interesting to talk about the social media thing. Hundred percent. I can't see, wait. You. What you're ten years younger than me, aren't you? Yeah, but I was I was in the middle, so I I've seen both sides. Right, so you've had no social media yeah. and social media. Yeah, I've had obviously more no social media than social media. So I think we've we as older ones have got a bit more balance to it than the younger ones because this kind of insta <clears throat> insta life, you know, making my life look absolutely perfect. What did you, you said to me once? Yeah, the the, the show reel. What? Facebook and whatever social media is like a show reel. No one shows the bad bits, do they? No, of course not. Like, why would you? Um, so this show reel, when you're if you're in the in in the doldrums, and you're seeing everyone's show reel, you're thinking everyone else is having a bloody great time here. Yeah. And I'm, you know, my life is shite. Do you know what the, the the thing is about that though? Is you don't even have to be thinking like that. Like you say, no, you that's true. It's it's like conditioning, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's over a period of time you go, oh my god, their life is fantastic. Oh my god, you know. Um, you don't have to think they're better you at the time, <clears throat> but if this is continuous, no. 
Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're like you say, you're waking up in the morning, and before you've even gone for a wee, and you've left your bed, mm. you've seen all of this stuff. Whether you're taking it in or not, that would all the negative that's there that is going to have an effect on you subconsciously mm. it's going to be in there somewhere it's going in it's going in through your eyes it's going in there somewhere yeah of course it is. so it's going somewhere so whether you know it takes a day a month a year 10 years 100 years mm. it's going to it's going to be somewhere and it's going to come out somewhere mm. yeah yeah and i think this is. this is having a massive effect on people and they don't realize because they're not they're, they're thinking to themselves it's not affecting me now Look, yeah. i can see it and it it happens, but what you don't realise, it is going in. Whether you take it as it being negative or not, it is going in. That's my throat again. Sorry. <laughs> you need to stop that. You sound like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, back back to the story. Um, my day-to-day, so Ramsey Grammar being one of them. Um, Sorry, we, I keep pulling No, no, it's fine. Absolutely here. fine. So, me and Danny Kane, who is now part of the Reach team. Yeah. Well, he's been pretty much part of it anyway. He's just not officially been yeah. part of our our proper team um yeah me and him have been working really closely since we started reach really um he's obviously really clued up with physical health Hmm. doing a lot of exams that kind of thing he's learning a lot which is great he invests all his time into it as well Hmm. and especially mental health he invests a lot of time into how it can help someone's mental health as well he gives his time freely as well doesn't he unbelievable like i've sent i've sent a couple of people his and way his boss or the owner of the gym yeah dave yeah yeah yeah, yeah dave's and been through his own struggles supportive. as well yeah. yeah he's he's brilliant like he um all of them all the staff down there joe and kate they're all brilliant and i've sent people down there free of charge mm. and they've helped them so that i know it works and yeah me and danny go into um well we'd started ramsey grammar and we did a PG lesson we start again next week so we do a six week block hmm. where we'll go in and it's a bit like the Happy Harold class I don't know if you, you yeah know. yeah yeah the, the caravan yeah so they, yeah. they just teach you about sex life sex education yeah sex drugs mm-hmm. and rock and roll yeah but we'll, we'll talk about mental health and I'd physical love to, health I'd love to be the new Harold you probably could be yeah I could be You'd get away with big it big nose snuffleupagus or something <laughs> like that like my sister used to call me snuffleupagus that's not very nice you know it? the guy with the was it the hairy mammoth on I don't know what you're talking about you've lost me Sesame I, I, Street, you must remember oh, Sesame yeah. Street. God, was the one bit. with the big eyelashes, because I've got big eyelashes and a big nose. Snuffleupagus. I never noticed you. You've got nice eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> but you had noticed my nose. <laughs> yeah. um, it was yeah. poking you in the eye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought uh, this was supposed to be serious. Or no, isn't it? No, it's, or it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what a okay. podcast is. Okay. Um, I'm new to this. Yeah, <laughs> chill out. You'll be fine. You'll get on with it. Um, yeah, so we'll go in and we'll do a PGE lesson and, and we'll teach kids the, the correlation between mental and physical health. So Danny will do his very, he's very, uh, what's the word? What is the word? I'm what, using his hands all Eccentric. Oh, 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 I thought you meant using his hands all the no, time. No, no, he's, he's very eccentric. Like, he's brilliant. He's brilliant with the kids. He's yeah. brilliant. Gets them all involved. You know, he dances around. He, he, he'll, he, he goes gangster every now and again when he, when he wants to. Like, it's hilarious to watch. And, um, yeah, he I'll sounds talk. like David Brent. He is a bit like that. When you, <laughs> when you see him in a classroom, he's a bit like that. He's he's hilarious, but he, he gets the point across, which yeah. is brilliant. And he gets it he gets it across in a way that they will understand. I love him and his mum. Oh, she, his mum is superb. She she she's brilliant. Like even her support has been brilliant with her cakes. Yeah, and and she was doing champagne for us and stuff at oh, our, our first wow. event that you didn't turn up to. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
yeah, so we do this PG lesson, or so we do a six-week block, and we did year 10s, and we had great feedback from it. Mm. And they've asked us to come and do year 11s now, starting next week. And um, hopefully I'm going to write up a, well, we're going to write up a, a proper PG lesson for every school. So mm. that, um, and we're going to go to Annette Baker and Josie and see if they'll back us to, to go and do it in other schools as well. Mm. Which would be incredible because... The, um, you can't start too early. No, you can't. <clears throat> and, you know, most of the things are the same. Like mm. for good mental health and physical health, you need good sleep. Mm. You need good diet. Good diet is not just to make you big and strong. Good mm. diets to help your brain as well. Mm. Um, what you're drinking, so, so not your protein, because <laughs> a lot of these fad diets send you one down, exactly. send you down a crazy path. Yeah. You know, and it may, protein of, only or whatever it may be. Some really affect your mental health, though. Like yeah. really affect yeah, it, yeah. And, and that's what Danny's great at with the kids. You know, he'll he'll say to them, look, tell me what you tell me what's bad for you. So they'll all write down chocolate, cookies, that kind of thing. And they say, tell me what's good for you. And they'll write down bananas, you know, all the vegetables, that kind of thing. Mm. And then they'll say, well, there's not actually bad food. There's not a bad diet. It's just too much of a single thing. It's just too much thing. of that one thing. Or too much of a lot of things. <laughs> what he's saying is, <clears throat> balance your diet out. You can you can have that as long as you're balancing out throughout the day with mm. some good food as well. Yeah. And that comes across to a child so well because... They understand that they, you can't say to a kid don't eat chocolate because they love chocolate and you can't say don't eat sweets because it's bad for your mental health and physical health because they love yeah. it yeah yeah but if but, but in small doses it's good exactly exactly but it's it's like um we were talking to sarah hendy before this about you know starting exercise and be you know exercise is good for your mental health of course it is but if you take that to an extreme it can go the other way you know that obsessive addictive kind of thing which i've i've got a bit in me can take you right the other way yeah exercise is good of course it is in moderation mm -hmm. uh but you go crazy on that you'll push your mental health the other way exactly <laughs> exactly and you see that with some of the podcasts you listen to like uh christian volley on the m word or pete on, he was great pete on our one yeah give like christian volley a listen because he gives an absolutely unstinting view of struggling really yeah. struggling throughout his life that he still struggles with yeah um and i think yeah i posted it on linkedin as well yeah it's all, it's uh, all over our it's all over our stuff but yeah he how just he was just incredibly honest and it was mm. it's so relatable to people oh, it's scary yeah it's scary um and i don't think i'd be as brave to kind of come out with warts and all kind of thing like he did hence why i messaged him soon straight after i heard it and thought Hey boy, because <clears throat> I did. Um, I did. Uh, I used to do triathlons before I was injured all the time, and um, uh, he took it up and he was bloody brilliant, like he always is. Turns his hand to whatever, and uh, I, a few months before, I realised he was going to do a half Ironman out in Marbella. So was I. I thought it was going to be glamorous in May, you know, Marbella. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice, and it takes off in a in a really nice place and whatever else but um uh, on the day it was so windy um that um oh he said this 10 or 12 foot swells yeah he said this he, right? he really struggled in the water didn't he so his weakest part is the swim yeah. right and um he's anxious anyway he's an anxious guy so even i i've heard him talk about like race days before big races whether it's commonwealth or was it island games i can't remember he's up at two doing his kit yeah. before a race when he should be sleeping yeah you know 
getting all the good stuff in him uh, before his big race and like he's anxious at the start and like beforehand he's like trying to iron out all of his kind of I suppose like all of these things you've got to try and immerse yourself to reduce the risk of you panicking when you get to the big thing so if you you check the course you check the chuck course try the run course the cycle the swim the swim is wholly reliant on on the the weather at the time and it was bloody windy and um something i don't think he said in his podcast was um he he did say he had a panic attack like five minutes in yeah. but a girl died that day she really went, yeah yeah she went under i think she had a heart attack was no that way. was that induced by anxiety? They they managed to pull her out, but unfortunately she 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 wow, um, didn't she that. didn't live. So you know, I I saw firsthand what he's like. He's uh, obsessive, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, you know what are professional sports people Obs- obsessive? Aren't they? I was yeah, exactly what I was going to say. And uh, my they, mate, they have to be, don't they? My mate Richard Seal, he talks about. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't say a, th- uh, a thin personality, but I can't remember the words he used. But he talks about having an identity away from your your vocation and your sport, whatever that may be. And um, uh, you know, Christian f- falls squarely into that bracket, doesn't he? Where you know he was Mister Cycling, and then when you know he used the word self sabotage, which yeah. actually Paul Jones used. Yeah, that he word. did. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, in fact, in the same thing, in the same kind of thing, they self sabotaged, and um, yeah, he um, uh, came back to the island, and you know, oh, I'm not Mister Cycling anymore. So who am I? You know, it, there's talented kids all over the island, man, who want to make it in whatever they want to make it, whether it's music, football, whatever. They've got to have something outside of that um, personality and that identity, because. Um, you've got to have three legs to a to a seat, haven't you? <laughs> and I always say that in 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 most things in life, you always need to have three legs. So you should have three legs in life. You know, mine's family, work, sport. So when one's crap, you focus on the other two. When two's crap, you focus on the other one. Yeah. But bringing this all the way round to what we were talking about <clears throat> a while back, uh, back about uh, kids at school, is that um, kids at school. Um, it's been taken out of the hands of teachers to uh, to not make good humans anymore. It's to get good exam results because that's how their school is judged, not on rounded individuals. Yeah. Ironically, what you talked about before is can't wait till Grayson gets there because they're going to la- look after him. Hmm. But exams aren't that important. In the grand scheme of things, they're not important. Um, and there's f- we have a bit of a lack of vocational study in the Isle of Man, you know, uh, and it's only really the college that caters, the Isle of Man college that caters to that vocational. And if you say, like you were, you weren't that academic type, you know, we're, we're quite um, one-dimensional, I suppose, in terms of education in the Isle of Man. And that's why quite a few fall through the cracks, you know, right, I'm not into academia, I'm not that good, you know, in English and wet, um, maths, I'm going to be a pain in the bum. They just, sorry, my kicking my feet around making a noise. Um, uh, they become disenchanted and then they just disrupt every everyone else that's there. And then, and then 
they see themselves as worthless because by one measure, they're not good. And that's one measure. Do you know, I've got a quick story um, exactly on that. I met a young lad in Ramsey Grammar on this Wednesday just gone. Mm. Never met him before. He's been out of school for six months. And um, you know, I asked, I just sat and asked him, you know, how come we've not been in? He said, uh, you know, I, I just, it was the same thing over and over. And it just wasn't for me. Mm. Like the, the English, the maths, the science, it just wasn't for me. Um, so he's causing trouble. And he took himself out of that so that he didn't disrupt people. Right. So I just thought I'd dig a little bit deeper into this young lad. and Really nice kid. Like very well spoken. It, I was expecting him to be, you know, as they would put, thug. <laughs> yeah. But he he was the complete opposite. Like he was a great kid. So I sat and I helped him do his, his CV. And we just chatted about CVs, that kind of thing. I said, what are you interested in then? What are you good at? And he goes, well, I don't know, really. I said, right, let's put some keynotes down or like, you know, for your CV. So we got to education. He goes, well, I haven't really got any. Got GCSEs. Any. Yeah, I haven't really got they're any. Called, they're called IGCSEs, are they? Yeah, nowadays? so I, I said, right, okay. So <coughs> so what do you do then? And then he went on to what he wanted to do, wanted to go to the army. Mm. I said, right, okay, have you ever done anything in the past? Then he started to talk about his, the cadets. Mm. I said, okay, so what have you done in the cadets? He goes, well, I'm first aid trained. Mm. So we'll get that down. Yeah, and then I said, "What else?" He goes on weapon handling, trained. Mm. Get that down. Honestly, you should have seen how how long the list was that he's actually accomplished. They and do it, have a lot of skills in the cadets, don't they? But even was, even the basics. But it was the fact of it was the fact of he started. Uh, he didn't know anything. And he wasn't good enough to mm. actually. I've got half a page full of things that I've actually completed in life so far, mm. and I'm still in school. And I bet you he's in less than five percent have got the list that he's got. Hundred percent. No, five percent. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was taken back by the things that he had, that he had actually achieved because I, I didn't have half of them skills that, that he could do. Mm. Like map, mapping skills, navigational skills, had got all them badges. That it's kind all of right. thing. I've got sat nav in the girl. <laughs> so he got a phone for. Yeah, but yeah. It was, it was, it was so nice <laughs> to see the look on his face when we got to the end of this CB and said, and he realised he had some self worth. Yeah, I said, hang on a minute. You said at education that. You know, oh, you know, I can't write anything down there. I said, you're very educated. Look at what you've learned. Yeah. And look at the skills that you've acquired. Like, you're very educated. Yeah, but if you think about it, education can be self-serving. Yeah. So, everyone in education wants you to be in education because it perpetuates this kind of thing of education. So, people in uni want people to get uni degrees because they want jobs at the end of the day. So, they do have a little bit of self-interest from that route regard but it's a bit like i don't know me working for my 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 day job and saying there's probably a better company down the road you should go to them they offer a better service or they'd be more suited to you um you just wouldn't do it would you and i, I can see why a teacher would say i'm going to get you to the best you can be but you wouldn't go do you know what you'd be better served go to the Alleman college and doing this or what are your interests because they've got, they're there to do their lesson, whether that's music or yeah. chemistry or whatever. They have to hit the whole. And, and I know thing. Josie, that's what Josie's trying to do. She's trying to pull all those strings together, isn't she? She's yeah. trying to pull all that together so that the whole kid, sorry, young adult, should be, um, you know, looked after as a whole. You know, that, that probably wasn't done when I was at school. In fact, no, it wasn't. I, I don't it, think. It, it wasn't. Uh, well, I say it wasn't, but it was done in a formal way. And I tell you, one of the most seminal teachers that I had in my uh, <clears throat> at, at grammar 
was Chris Starkey. You know, he's it, a great guy. It, it wasn't. He was knowledgeable about anything like and everything, whether that be sport or life or whatever. He he was, you know, rich in in life knowledge, um, and even uh, I remember him because he was also uh, I think he was combi manager, which is the second team. Um, and then he went on to be the first team manager, so I was always in and around him, if you like. And um, he was really good at... Because um, I know he's had his um, ups and downs in life, you know. I'd, I, I don't want to talk about them here, just in case he wouldn't want them bringing up, but he, he spoke about those dark moments in his life. And if you think about it, for... I probably... Because we was he was still managing when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So I'd left school by then. Um, he would talk about you know those dark times in his life, and you know, be quite uh, upset about them in a pub with a load of mostly younger lads than him. Um, and what a great kind of teacher leader that is, you know. Yeah. Think about it's yourself. This how you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not about. You know, it's about the whole, isn't it? It's not about the parts. Yeah. Um, and and he, he was fantastic. And do you know what? I, I thought about sending him a letter, actually, uh, to thank him for everything that he do, did, does, but did. Um, but um, maybe I'll just tell him to listen to this when he's an hour and a half in. How long have we been doing this? I don't know. We, um, only an hour. Oh, right, okay. Is it an hour or... Is it, I don't know, actually. I'm not. I'm not too sure, but anyway... Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap it up a little yeah, bit. Um, yeah. We've got dinner. Yeah, to eat sorry, I places to be. <laughs> I've taken you off on con- no, tangents. This is the whole like, point of it. So we we've we want we wanted to come in today to tell you what what we're doing with Reach. So obviously our day to day, I'm in schools. I go and meet people. Yeah. Um, on a on a day to day basis, and we go into businesses, and me and Danny are putting together this this um, business plan so that we can go into businesses mm. and teach businesses and and workers. Mm. You know the correlation between have yep. a good mental and good physical health. So you'll see more of that. And you're coming in to see us in a couple of weeks? Yep. I'll have to check my diary. Chart house. Never had a diary in my life, but my <laughs> God, do I need one right now. It's yeah. great. Honestly, I, I don't know what I'd do without one. Um, Miss yeah, meetings? Probably. Yeah, probably mi- miss a lot, yeah. <laughs> I can just about remember when training's on, literally. No, can you? No. No, no, that's a <laughs> no, lie. No, you can't because yeah. you haven't been in about three Sorry months. about that, that was a lie. Let's <laughs> try and make myself sound good. Um, but yeah, you'll see us in the future. Obviously, we're very prevalent at the minute, and, and please do reach out to us. I know we keep saying reach out, and all, but that's what it's there for. That's why we use the word reach because it is reaching out to somebody. So yeah, please do give us a shout, and and if you need us, then we're we're definitely there to help. You'll see us more and more, hopefully, in sport coming up because we we're looking to try and fund. Um, every football club on the Isle of Man to have a mental health first aid trained person within their ranks. Yes. And it's a very appropriate thing. You know, we lost two footballers last yeah. year. Um, Something that's very close to me, and you, mm, football. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be a great place to start. Mm. That'd be a starting block for us. And, and hopefully as as the as we progress and get bigger, then we can fund this for all sports and then, you know, who knows in the future. Yeah. We've... What's that big? What's that word you've got? Behags, yeah. big hairy ass goals. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that close to our chest because 
it's going to take a little it's going to take a little bit of time but obviously when we when we have the plans and stuff that we want then we will 100 percent share it straight away and yeah we'll stick it out on social media yeah, yeah. and hopefully i mean listen if we don't have b-hags we just um we just tick along and uh how how do you eat an elephant one mouthful at a time you can't eat it in one go can you so you know we we do people eat elephants the people eat elephants? it's an old kind of <laughs> maxim like how do you eat no wonder the corona device has gone around yeah <laughs> no that's bats and oh. snakes isn't it that that people right. were eating who eats a snake actually i don't know wow. do you no <laughs> i don't okay so um yeah so <clears throat> these big hairy ass goals uh if we um you know let's shoot for the stars and see what happens uh we'd love big corporates to get involved or even high net worth guys who just want to put back whatever guys and gals uh who just want to put back um you know we'd love to to marry up with you so you know if that's uh uh putting your company through it's it's um through it's uh it's training it's training yeah. or helping or just talking about it or whatever it may be um, or financially backing us or so financially can... backing us so that we can reach our big hairy ass goals because uh, this might be a bit controversial and this isn't the the side of the the reach charity but you know the government are underfunded in mental health that is plainly obvious to me yeah. um <clears throat> uh, you know it's it's a lot easier when someone breaks their leg because you know you break their leg you take an x-ray you stick it back together then it grows back and then it's fine you know mental health is a lot more difficult than that how do you measure it what's happy what's the definition of success what you know all these measures that are so hard to measure imagine you know having the equivalent of <clears throat> hospice but in mental health because i think that's where we need to go um to change the world yeah and it can be done it, it can definitely be done but it has to be done as a as a community it can't be done yeah. by by just those no way but the you know if we get this but if we dare to believe dare to believe we've got loads of help with us yeah. you know people who help us in every different way you know nk will be uh, les will be helping us out with some drawings and we've got loads of people offering help yeah uh, haven um uh, B&B helped at the start, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they were brilliant. They're you know? still willing to help with, with with furniture, that kind of thing. So we, yeah. we have, I think if we if we if we really take our time with this big hairy ass goal, <laughs> then we, and we get it right, it can yeah. it can be it can be great. But yeah, if if, if it'll there be is, a long time get, yeah, getting there. But well, when when we get there, we'll we'll uh, go to heaven. But yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's, there's there's things available. So if you you know if you you do work in a corporate environment or you do work in a business that's looking to sponsor anyone or anything then please do get in touch because there's there's loads of different things that we can offer yeah. that will help we can put packages yeah together. that will help the public at the end of the day naturally even if it's imagined up by them you know yeah 100 percent. Yeah. can you help us with this and absolutely we'll, we'll, we'll pay it absolutely yeah the good thing about us is i think we're we're very open-minded to everything yeah that can help yeah we're not straight and narrow this is the way we're doing it and this is it only yeah i think we're very open-minded to yeah this might work let's have a look at it and yeah and if somebody else has an idea then yeah let's definitely take a look at it we're just and work with others you know there's other yeah, charities 100%. out there that that um that are doing different types of the same stuff that we're, what we do with there's no point in competing for resources sometimes no one one 
charity is not going to change the, the world over here. Um, jogger, you're going to have to get out, mate, because I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do part two next week. Yeah, thanks thanks for uh, coming coming through, though. It's been nice, and I, I hope people take quite a lot from this and they know where we're at as a charity and and they know a bit more about our backroom staff and maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a couple more of our backroom staff in and yeah we can get their stories out so so that people get to know us as a whole charity and yeah. not just me yeah because i think this this podcast format is is pretty good because you can have a little insight into other people's minds yeah without kind of showing your face you know oh, exactly. like a cyber stalker yeah you know just go and have a little sneaky peek no one will ever know you've had a had a look and then you know go off into the wilderness i'm very much like you though i i'm all about podcasts i you <laughs> know i don't even watch tv anymore i just watch podcasts on tv i love hearing people's stories and their life stories things like that do you it's know a wealth I, of knowledge in it for free I, I always it is yeah and and that's what the internet's great for it's yeah. it's a collection of things isn't it a collection of of experiences and it's all out there if you want it you know yeah. to go and we can, help, we can help point you in that direction as well it's called google <laughs> <laughs> Jogger, don't tell them that what are we gonna do now <laughs> yeah anyway um thanks for listening uh we've got loads of podcasts coming up um there's i think the m word podcast might come out before this okay um with martin hall which is you know listen to it it's great them guys are really really great down there and we'll share everything that they do as well because yeah i love what they do um and you'll see more about us. And we've got loads coming up as well. We've obviously Ramsey Grammar doing a podcast, and there's a couple of others that I, I really want to get my hands on and mm. get them in here because I want I want their knowledge to be portrayed across to the Shala man. Spread um, and spread spread these around, please, if you can. So you can contact us on what Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Oh, we should go through Twitter, but I'm, I'm really not good with social media. Um, but we can get that sorted. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. Um, obviously, our emails are on there as well. Our number. A website at some point? Well, we hope so. This is, uh, be continued, you know, yeah. Hudgie's pulling the face here, but, you know, we've come a long way in a short period of time. Um, uh, if we get a website away, it, it, it just sets up our IT infrastructure, really, because everyone talks or wants to communicate in different ways. So, yeah. Whether that's in person, on the phone, via WhatsApp, whatever. It's got, it here's be. coming though. I'm we've I've got I've got a guy doing it who's yeah. doing it free of charge for us. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, which is unbelievable. Again, again, people helping out the goodness yeah. of their heart for no profit. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's coming as well. But yeah, thanks thanks for listening. Um, just a quick note. Obviously, like we said at the start, we're not a crisis team. We are um, we're here to help when you are. You know, you're not sure what's going on in life and you just want to have that conversation, you want to break down that first barrier, we can help signpost you into um, what may help. And, yeah, the, I'll give you the crisis scene number, which is 642860. They're available 24 hours a day, so please call them if you or anybody you know is in absolute crisis right there and then because they that's their job. So don't hesitate to give them a call. The medical professionals. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, and keep up. We'll keep you updated in the future. Thank you. Cheers.